This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there and welcome to this special series of the podcast where I'll be speaking to female podcasters about their podcasting journey so far, the lessons they've learned, any challenges they've overcome or faced and what advice they would give you, someone starting out in the podcasting space. So let's go meet today's guest. I would like to welcome today's guest, Paige Killian. Paige is a wife, mom of two and the founder and CEO of Everything With Style, her professional organization company. Her passion is to help busy moms of littles organize and style their lives in three simple steps using her three E's philosophy. She is a former elementary school teacher of 13 plus years, motivational speaker and author, and of course, podcaster of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast, which is currently ranked in the top 1.5% of podcasts globally. It continues to chart on the all-time best list and was the winner of the Best Family Podcast in the 2021 Podcasting for Business Awards. Paige believes in simplifying life and clearing the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. Paige, hello. Welcome to the show. I am so psyched that you're here with me today. How are you? I'm great. I'm honored. Thank you so much. I am a massive fan of your podcast and how you simplify getting a podcast started. I am a big fan and I am still taking notes, even though I am currently doing podcasting. I still find so much value from listening to your episodes. Oh, thank you. That is so amazing to hear the feedback because that's exactly what I have in mind. Just keeping it simple so that people can just go away and take action. So thank you so much for sharing that feedback with me. Of course. I will admit that I am super fascinated by what you do. I only learned about professional organizers when I entered the online space about a year ago now. And I'm not 100% sure what exactly it all entails, but could you tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you support your clients? Absolutely. So you know what's interesting is I think that especially when this global pandemic hit and we were all living on top of each other, we were sort of all forced to take a good hard look at our home space and see where there were issues of clutter, where we needed to make room in our physical space. And as a professional organizer, not only do I go into homes and help people basically purge the clutter, perhaps donate or sell anything they're not using, and then put in the proper organization containers, bins to really style their space so that it's working best for them. But I also really have this key mental freeing of space 
thing in mind as well. I mean, not only do we see physical clutter, but it really becomes mental clutter. It can be distracting. It can be frustrating. You can be trying to get out the door with your kids for morning school carpool. And when things are not organized and they're not at your fingertips and there's not consistency in morning and night routines, we start to sort of lose it. Whether you're a busy mom or it's just you and you're not a parent and you're trying to get out the door. If you're not an organized person, which listen, full disclosure, I still have my spaces. Okay. I still have my moments where I need to pull that life together, you know, (laughs) and get my act together. Like, so I, I am not, you know, untouched when it comes to the disorganization bug. And I live eat, breathe, sleep organization. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I actually had a dream last night about organizing. I'm not kidding you. It's, I love it. I'm obsessed. But even a person who is obsessed and who lives a very organized life and has structure and also has things placed where they belong that makes the most sense for our family. So, you know, age appropriate things are put in place, but also as an adult, you're just able to get to what you need, you know, even in a kitchen, moving around a kitchen, making sure your spatula and your pots and pans are in a place that make the most sense Sense. that you can easily access them. You know, that's really what organization is for me is having those things in place, but also really getting rid of the mental clutter. Because I think too, you know, especially if you're a parent, your kids are getting older constantly. They're physically growing constantly. So, you know, the gear that you have for them changes, you know, in the early days you have the bottles and the little baby blankets and the strollers and the high chairs and pacifiers and baby food. And then you get to the toddler stage where you Mm want to take all that stuff and put it way up high so they don't destroy it. (laughs) And your living room looks like a tornado came through. (laughs) And then obviously as they get older, my kids are now about to be seven and 11 and they now are playing less with a bunch of toys. We might ask people, you know, as birthdays are coming up for experiences versus, you know, like my parents, I know sometimes they'll do music lessons or something like that, where it's like, yeah, we may have a guitar or a piano to represent that, but we don't have a ton of toys, a ton of games, a massive amount of Legos, that not only takes up physical space, but it starts, you know, you're like stepping over things to get out the door in the morning. It's a mess. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of the, that's kind of my job as a professional organizer when it comes to getting organized in a physical sense, but also really just teaching my clients. And I bring this home with me, teaching them how to manage the physical clutter, but really the mental clutter too, and how you can sort of as you said in, in my bio, clearing the clutter to see the blessings that God has for us because mm. sometimes they can get overrun mm. with stuff. Yeah, no, I love that. And it makes total sense. I think the two words professional organizer makes it not complicated, but what you've just said makes total sense. And I definitely was one of those people, as you mentioned, COVID hit, you're spending more time at home. And I couldn't tell you how many bags of stuff we got rid of. And because of COVID, Of course, we will take them to the charity shop and they weren't taking stuff. And right. But it's been a continuous thing and you realize how much stuff you collect over the years. But I love that. And yeah, don't even get me started on the mental, (laughs) the mental (laughs) stuff. So thank you so much for that. Of course. I can't tell you how many times I've actually heard when they hire me, sometimes it's the moms who will hire me and the dads, the husbands are sort of, you know, I don't want to say 
bad mouthing me, but they're not on board because they're thinking, what? Like we can do that. We can put things away where they need to go. Like, why do you need to hire somebody? Every single time I have never had one single client. And I started this in 2015. Mm -hmm. I have never had one single client that I have left without them either calling me right as I leave. And they're on the phone with me in the car as I'm driving away and saying, we'd like to book you for this other room now. Can you come back next week? Or can you come back next month and do this area? Or now that our house is in the right shape, we got to tackle this garage disorganization that's making us crazy. We can't even fit our cars in here because there's so much stuff. Or I will get a call actually from the husbands. Or a lot of times I'll see my clients at school. And so then I'll run into the husbands at school and they're like, oh my gosh, I I didn't get it. And now I get it. And they're like, and now my wife's closet (laughs) looks amazing. I need you to come to my closet. Or, you know, the pantry, the kids are When we come in from the grocery store, they have these cute little spinning things and the kids are so excited to help take out the breakfast bars and, you know, decant the cereal into the nice containers. He's like, it's like our kids are more helpful. So it's interesting. It's really interesting. And and I just say, you know, sometimes you don't know until you know. Yes. Don't knock it till you try it. Organization is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have... There's a level of organization. I definitely have cereal containers. <laughs> so That's <tick>. great. <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely feel like there's always work to be done, right? As you mentioned earlier, there's even as the expert that you are, there's still moments yes. where you're like, oh, so yeah. I would love to hear about the three E's of philosophy. Sure. Can you tell us a bit more about that? I will. And I told you, I'm so excited as I've listened to your podcast episodes, which I think you do such a brilliant job of simplifying little bits at a time. So that way it's not so overwhelming and makes people feel like, okay, I could do that instead of, whoa, starting a podcast is going to be this massive undertaking, which people might think in their home, you know, I get hired a lot for relocation. So if people are moving from one house to another and they're like, whoa, we got to redo every single room. And, you know, and in that case, sometimes I'll say, well, actually my job should start at your old house. Let me help you pack these things up. We're going to do this purge and all that kind of stuff before. So that way, when you get the stuff on the scene, you don't have all of this explosion of things that you're just like, that's just not going to work in this house. So the three E's came to be when I was a kindergarten teacher, actually, they didn't have a name at the time. The three E's philosophy wasn't named at the time, but I realized that those cute little five and six-year-olds in my kindergarten class worked really well when we were trying to accomplish a goal if I gave them three simple steps. Okay. So just like you keep your podcast episodes to very simple steps, doable steps, the people who are trying to do that don't get so incredibly overwhelmed and they think, okay, that's not too overwhelming. That's going to keep me focused for long enough to achieve that. It was as simple as let's say the kids, we had had lunch and then there was recess after. So we'd be Mm -hmm. outside, they'd have their lunch, they're playing. So how would I use three simple steps to get those kids back in and get set up for time to get back to work? And what I would say is I would pick three different things. Sometimes they would range. Sometimes they would be appropriate for that particular day. And I would say, okay, everybody line up at the door with your lunch bags, go use the restroom, meet me on the carpet. So it was like three simple steps that moved 
the ball forward in accomplishing the goal. Then when they would be on the carpet and it would be time to dismiss them to their tables because we would get started on whatever activity that I had just taught, I would say, okay, I want you guys to go to your table groups, write your name on your paper and look at me so I know you're ready. So it would be three more simple steps, right? Okay, so I didn't have a name for that at the time. But when I started organizing uh, and actually going into clients' homes, they would feel so overwhelmed. And I just naturally had that flashback to when I was teaching the little kids. And obviously, as adults, we have a larger capacity to retain more information, right? We can do things that are a lot of steps. But what happens if you are not super fired up, eat, sleeping, dreaming, breathing organization like I am, like a weirdo, then you might not be very excited about tackling an organization goal, especially if you're moving from one house to another. That might feel incredibly overwhelming. And so I thought, you know what? How can I do this in three simple steps? How can I really sort of have these like three umbrella things? And, you know, little stuff can fall underneath there, right? It's the same as a podcast. It's like there are actually several different things that you have to tackle whenever you're starting a podcast, but you can focus on little bits at a time. So I started this thing called the three E's philosophy and the three E's are essentials, enhancements, and extras. So I always say, if we're talking about organization specifically, what is the essential thing that you are wanting to do in that space? And I think it should start with the purge. So um, you mentioned the name of my podcast is the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast, which is, by the way, M-O-M, Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. And I have said that on episode seven, I talked about, it's called The Essential Purge. Because that one is so helpful. Oftentimes people want to try to start organizing things and like putting things in boxes, but we start to organize. Honestly, we start to organize crap, like stuff that we're not using, stuff that we don't need. Like, why are we trying to organize that stuff when we could do exactly what you did when COVID hit and realized you have all this stuff that you really don't need anymore? And I'm not suggesting that you have to subscribe to a minimalist lifestyle because that can feel like too much. And some people do want to do that. I'm all for it. Go for it. But you can also still have your own style and you can want lovely things around you that bring you joy, but just make sure you don't have so much of it that it turns into clutter versus stuff that brings you joy, right? Takes up physical and then coincidentally mental space. So I think the essential, the first E oftentimes is purging the clutter, getting rid of anything you don't need. The second step, your enhancements, that is something that's going to add style or value to that essential. Okay, so I really say this is where the donation or the sale of those items Mm. that you have purged, that you've just done for your essential, that's where that comes in. So if you want to donate and give generously to people who need those things, amazing, do that. If you'd like to get a little ROI, Um, have another episode that talks about doing a yard sale in three simple steps. Now, a lot of people are selling things online. Perhaps you want to do stuff on eBay or you want to do some things digitally. Maybe you just want to go on, do a Facebook live and tell all your people, Hey guys, I'm getting rid of this stuff. Can anybody use it? Or, Hey guys, I'm wanting to sell this thing. Would you like to buy it? So that's really what I think is a great enhancement. And then finally, your extras. This is like the cherry on top. This is the style. This is when you take what your style is, what you love, putting that into organization bins and containers, perhaps even slap a label on there if you get really excited about it. (laughs) And that way, it's just going to be all sort of buttoned up and you've got that organization in place so people know where things are going to live when you come in from a long day. 
instead of just dropping everything in your entryway, you actually put things back where they go. You sort of reset and then your life is organized. And Mm. it's a matter of just kind of going back to those three E's. Once your space gets a little messy, let's say the holidays come around and there's like holiday presents or birthday presents, or you've started a new school or you're going on vacation. So maybe you bring in new, you know, swim gear or stuff you didn't have before because you're going to go to the beach and you got boogie boards or surfboards or new bikes or workout equipment. When new things come along in your life, then you need to make sure you make room in your life to organize those things. And sometimes that means subtracting something. purging something that already exists that you're not using so much anymore. So I think that's really where the three E's came about is just simplifying it so that you sort of have a focus. You have a plan. If you're maybe not super excited about getting it done, it's not so terribly overwhelming. It's kind of like, well, three steps. Okay. It's sort of like a beginning, middle and end. Like that's not so hard. That's not terribly overwhelming. That doesn't have to be as stressful, you know, as maybe I had it in my brain. Yeah. And I actually just talked about in a recent episode too about this concept. Have you ever heard someone say, this is not, I can't take credit for this, but they talk about getting 1% better. No, I've not heard this before. So I had heard it in a couple different places. And a lot of it is just like, you know, when you're sort of trying to do like self-development, um, self-care, something like that, really, instead of just trying to do so much at once, Shoot for getting 1% better or 1% closer to your goal. Mm. And so in organization, a lot of times, let's say you are talking about a dreaded garage and that's just going to be a beast and you're like, oh, I can't. Yeah, it's a huge thing. That in itself can feel really overwhelming. And that is, I get called for a lot of garages, girl. (laughs) Um, So getting 1% better might just be walking out to your garage with a couple of bags with handles And pulling stuff out and sticking them in the bags. If you have a ton of stuff in your garage, you don't have to tackle the whole garage that day. You can just say, I'm going to shoot for 1% better. I'm going to walk out there with a bag. Yes. And I'm going to put something in there that I don't use. And I'm going to stick it in the front seat of my car, not in the trunk, because that's how things get lost and you forget them forever. Let's stick it in the front seat of my car. And as I drive by that that donation center or that wherever, I'm just going to drop it off to them. That's wow. 1% better. But do you know what ends up happening is when you shoot for 1% better, you typically do more than 1%. Yeah, no, definitely. But if you try and shoot for like, I don't know, 20, 30%, then it all becomes a bit much, right? Yeah. And then people check out and they're like, I'm not even going to start it because it's going to take too long. And it's like, okay, well, congratulations. It's never going to get done. It's interesting. I know you've mentioned it a couple of times, but the correlation between what you do and what I do, is just so striking because I do talk about, so people who get, I call them the mind monkeys, I guess, around starting a podcast, whether it's the tech, whether it's there's 500 other people like me that have a podcast already, or it's, oh, there's 2.5 million podcast or whatever the number is at the moment, it keeps increasing Mm -hmm. significantly. I I think we're at 2.6 now. I just had this conversation. (laughs) I think we're at 2.6. Wow. Even on that topic, on that point, what people realize is a lot of that 2.6 mil aren't active podcasts. Absolutely. They sit and they get all these thoughts. And then as you mentioned, it all becomes a bit much and then they don't start. When actually all you need to do is focus. And I love that 1%. I'm going to write that down and try and reference it if I can. Yes. But just simplifying it. You don't need to mm-hmm. just go gun ho because then you're just going to freak yourself out and nev- nothing will get done. 
Absolutely. I even talk about on a smaller scale, your mail pile. And I'll say, you know, you got that never ending mail pile. And instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I've got to sit down. It's mixed in with my tax documents. I got to respond to the insurance company. I got to do the uniform stuff. And I got to send in this about their lunches and all of that stuff. Instead of it feeling like it's the never ending mail pile, which I actually have an episode called that because apparently that is like a huge thing and it just sits on the side of your counter and yeah. keeps growing and growing. I said, what's 1% better? Walk mm. over there, pick up one envelope, open it up and decide what you're going to do. Are you going to shred it and toss it in your trash? Are you going to answer it, you know, pay that bill mm. and then stick it in a file? Or are you going to put it in a place and say, okay, I've looked at this. I've noted it. I've made a note in my, you know, virtual calendar or day planner that I need to get back to this person. Yeah. Here's what happens. You tackle one letter. What usually happens is when you set that aside, you open up another one Next and you one. open up another yeah. one and you start to tackle that pile when really you were dreading that for so long. It's not usually so awful. Um, or perhaps you decide you're going to group them in light categories like bills here, you know, medical here, um, kids school related stuff here. And then one night when you're sitting watching your favorite show on Netflix, you just grab one of those piles and you just go through it and sort through it. And then it's not as overwhelming. So yeah, shooting for 1% better just typically ends up lending itself to doing a little bit more. No, I absolutely love that. Thank you. I would like to delve in a bit more to your podcast, if we may. Sure. So you launched your podcast in April 2020? Correct. And at the time of this recording, which is September 2021, you now have 78 episodes. Yes. And can you just tell us a little bit more about how the podcast was born, I guess? Absolutely. So as you know, professional organizing is when I go into people's houses and I help them get organized. I also have some online courses as well. If you want to do it yourself, or if I'm not local to you, you can go on to my website, everythingwithstyle.com. And there are uh, online courses that you can take that help you go through it. So I'm sort of like there with you in spirit. But for the most part, I was physically showing up in people's homes and doing mm. the labor. We were doing that together. And then also I was speaking on stages to a lot of mom groups that had little kids and we were talking about organizing. And then COVID hit in 2020 and my kids were suddenly homeschooled. And girlfriend, I was a teacher for years, but I never wanted to be a teacher of my own. I like being able to give them back away at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And like, you can't do that with your own. You just 24 seven, you're the teacher, you're the mom, you're the short order cook, you know, ah. And so I bow down. (laughs) Yeah. I bow down to all those homeschool moms who actually do that on purpose before the pandemic hit. Very impressive. But so I suddenly was thrust back into this teaching position and I was like, how do I keep my business afloat? And thankfully the incredible Lindsay Ann Gould and I had been in contact uh, through some online groups and things. And I knew that she was really great at podcast production. I thought I'm going to hire her because I am so tech challenged. Listen, if any of the people I know, tons of the people who are listening right now are ones who are struggling with the tech element of the podcast. I'm telling you, if I could do it, anybody can do it. Okay. My daughter who is going to be 11, she could do these things long before I could do these things. It's incredible, you know? So don't let tech be a hang up. Ask for help. That's certainly Mm -hmm. something I say in organizing as well. Ask for help. You don't have to do it all by yourself. But um, yeah, I just decided that's how I could stay relevant is to start this podcast, Mm -hmm. share my three E's, 
break things down. So really, when you listen to my podcast, it's about like, oh, let's tackle your pantry. How can we use the three E's in getting your pantry organized? Okay, now let's do it with your closet. Now let's do it with your kids' toys or those stuffed animals that never end, (laughs) you know? And um, I just said some prayers and hoped that someone other than my mom and grandmommy <laughs> would listen. Yeah, we all and, think that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that especially because of COVID and we were all needing to get organized, it took off and people needed this just in their earbuds while they were doing laundry or, you know, when everybody was trying to drive to grocery stores where we were socially distancing and just praying there might be toilet paper and fresh fruit at the store when we got there, you know, it was like food and paper products were scarce. They would be listening on their radios or in their earbuds. And I would be talking about getting organized. And I did a lot of episodes about how you can get organized during COVID. And it just it just took off. Well, I think there was a need. So I think if you're trying to decide if you should start a podcast, you think, is there really a need for it? And if so, how can I meet my audience, my listeners really where they're at um, and just have realistic expectations? And then for heaven's sakes, if tech is not your strong suit or if, you know, graphic design or whatever is not your strong suit, outsource and ask for help. Definitely don't let anything that you are not comfortable doing or you just don't want to do stop you from getting started. But what I wanted to talk about was, was a podcast ever on your like to-do list or did you kind of pivot because of COVID? I think COVID was what pushed me to do it sooner than I thought I would. I had actually written a book and was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Like That kind of came to a screeching halt with COVID as well, because it was like I had this book written and had been edited. And then it was like, oh gosh, traditional publishers, like nobody's going on book tours these days because you can't mm. do that, you know? And I thought, you know, I think this is the time. And I really felt it was for me, it's a God thing. And so I felt like he was sort of pushing me. I'm such an avid dreamer. I had very real vivid dreams. And I was just dreaming of... Wow. I was waking up and I was having these ideas for episodes. And I just thought, okay, I hear you. I got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's telling you. Exactly. So I can't say that three or four years ago, starting a podcast was on my list. I started getting really into listening to podcasts. I love all of that personal development stuff and business, growing your business and all that. I love listening to stuff about that. Um, I often don't listen to episodes on podcasts that are strictly for entertainment. I love to learn more things and I really Mm -hmm. especially love business podcasts. So I'm all over yours, girlfriend. I love it. (laughs) Um, And so I wanted to make sure that if I started one, that I was going to try and give enough information in each episode that people did want to actually leave and take action and then get a great result enough that they would want to come back and listen again Mm. to do it again. You Mm -hmm. know, I wanted to make it so simple, which is something you are just so good at. You just make it so simple and so doable Mm -hmm. that they can leave your episode. They can implement it and be like, holy cow, I totally did it. She said I I can do it. I did it. Now I'm going to go back and listen to what Rosemary says again, you know, for the next steps. Yeah, it's great. So no, I I didn't think that podcasting was something I was going to do forever. But then once I started getting into them and realizing how much help I was getting from them, Mm. I was like, I think this is the ticket. I think this is how I grow my business. 
And then as you know, too, I've just mentioned to you earlier that it's now transformed into video because I started posting little social clips and people were like, you have to put like, we don't even see your face and you're so animated. I'm ridiculous. But they're like, you're so animated. You should do a YouTube channel where you have all that stuff stuff you talk about on your podcast, but then show like the before and after pictures and videos, transformation. Yeah. So I don't have a clue what I'm doing. So of course I go back to Lindsay and they've expanded their team and they're doing YouTube stuff. So I was like, okay, sign me up. I'm going to need your help. Let's do it. So tell us a bit more. When are you launching? Uh, So as I said, my podcast is called the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. So we just decided for the YouTube channel to keep it on brand. It's also going to be called the Moms Organization Motivation, Mm -hmm. which again, just it's like the acronym MOM. And that is going to be September 23rd. We're going to launch with my trailer and my video one. And my video one talks about the three E's philosophy. And uh, just introduces that idea. So that's getting organized in three simple steps. Now, I believe actually, Rosemary, as we're chatting about this, when this episode airs, it's going to be in October, I think. And so it'll yes. be up and running. You'll be able to sort of binge watch some videos. It'll be, uh, I think at that point, I'll have maybe like six or something videos okay. that you can watch. Yeah. Is it going to be weekly or every a couple times a week? It's going to be weekly. So my podcast comes out every Monday and the plan Mm -hmm. is to drop a new video on YouTube every Thursday. Okay. So they get you twice a week. Twice a week. Different platforms. Yes. (laughs) Audio and visual. We're doing it. (laughs) Amazing. We touched on it a little bit in terms of you're obviously ranking quite well, but what has your journey been like? It's been a whirlwind. It is not anything I could have ever dreamed of. So just not that long ago, hit 30,000 downloads. And and you know what? You might want to speak to this because you might know the numbers better. But if I'm not mistaken, podcasts that are doing well, I believe they have like 140 downloads per episode, I want to say, are the numbers currently. Around there, yeah. So most of mine are coming in consistently um, when they go live around the 250 downloads per episode. And now I've got some that are getting over a thousand downloads per episode. Some are in the 800s and the 500s downloads per episode. And, um, and I think, you know, just as more, hopefully as the YouTube channel is launched as well, more people will sort of, yeah, hopefully. Um, and so, um, no, like I said, I just, I knew my mom, Hey mom, I knew my mom would totally be listening week after week because she's an angel and so supportive, but I just could never have dreamed. It's, I think currently it's being listened to consistently in at least 38 different countries. Um, I think it was incredibly helpful actually that I decided to go because I'm in Southern California. I'm a Tennessee girl, but I live in Southern California with my family and being in the United States and then having someone who runs the podcast living Mm -hmm. in another part of the world, I think that opened up the listenership. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something definitely that I think is, has contributed to the success of it becoming more of an international success is, is, I do think that I think if you don't know someone outside of your bubble, who is an avid podcast listener, who is, you know, I would just say, start to go online and connect with people in online 
chat rooms, you know, Facebook is great for this. And uh, just start to connect with people in other places. Even if it's, Mm. if you're in the United States, maybe it's just like somebody you live in Tennessee and somebody else lives in California or Arkansas or Florida or, you know, New York. And you start getting that listenership growing. And then they know somebody that they recommend it to who lives in London or who lives in Germany. And suddenly other people are listening to it there and then they're sharing with other people. And I think a lot of it too has to do with, you know, keywords that you're putting in. That's what I am so terrible at that sort of falls under the tech category for me is the SEO and knowing all that kind of stuff and having a team who knows about that stuff and they're able to plug things in. I think that that has been an additional bonus. I think naming your podcast something that makes a lot of sense, that has keywords that are searchable for what you're going to be talking about. I mean, the fact that mine's called the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast, I'm talking to moms, we're talking about organization, and I'm going to motivate you to get it done. It's like a no-brainer. Like If they're looking for organization or motivation or they are a busy mom of littles, you're automatically, if you're searching for something like that, my podcast is going to come up. So I think naming of it has been very helpful as well. Yeah, naming your podcast is so important. And it's funny because it took me forever to settle on my, because there's so many. Yours is brilliant. Yours is perfection. It makes so much sense. I hope so, because there was some doubt. Because I took about three weeks, came up with all these different names. And then, of course, because there's so many podcasts, they're all taken. Sure. And I didn't want to overcomplicate it because I think we try to come up with fancy names for stuff when actually simple, which is what we're talking about here today, is always best. Um, So I'm so thrilled when you mentioned about it being simple because that's what it's all about. I do want people, like your own podcast, to be able to listen go take action, come back, and then just get stuff done. So yeah, this is a fantastic conversation. Yay. I'm so glad. And and we're not asking people to go organize their entire house and then come back. We're not asking people to go start their podcast and do a million things and then come back. No, we're asking you to open one letter and process it. We're asking you to go to your garage with one bag and purge some clutter at first and then come back. Just like you're saying, make the decision what your title is going to be. Like, go away, do some research, find out what the keywords are in your field. And let's be honest, Rosemary, my business could be called too busy to organize because that totally paints the picture. That is what I get all the time. I'm too busy. I can't do it. That's why I get hired because people want me to come in and do it or they have, it's like that accountability partner. Sometimes I have now, especially I told you I have so many repeat clients that they just, I will actually have on my key ring. I have keys to other people's homes and I just let myself in because they're off at work and I go in and I just sort of refresh what we've already worked on because being organized is very much a lifestyle where you continue to improve those systems that you've put in place and you continue to purge the clutter. It's not just like one and done. It's a lifestyle choice. It's the same with the podcast. You can't just do one podcast and be like, okay, hope you guys love it. Got all the information you need. It's been real. Bye. No, you have to commit (laughs) to it. You were saying you had someone on recently who's maybe three episodes in. Yes. And then you said to tomorrow, as we're recording now, tomorrow, my 79th episode is going live. Uh, I've already got Lindsay being like, hey, by the way, what are we going to do for your 100th episode? So, you know, it's like you're thinking far in advance. And when that stress and anxiety and overwhelm starts to creep in about 
anything that you are trying to accomplish, whether it's a podcast or organizing your home or running the school bake sale. Yes. No, I love that. I love that. And as I mentioned in your bio, your podcast won an award. You were the winner of the Best Family Podcast this year for the Podcasting for Business Awards. Yes. Could you tell us, tell our listeners what that experience was like? Um, Out of body. That's what it was. (laughs) It was like, how the heck did I get here? How did this happen? I'm honored. I actually got chills when you just said that because it's still, it feels like I'm talking about someone else's podcast in a word, God, in two words, God and my family, mm-hmm. because so much of this is life experience that I'm putting out, you know, trying to, trying to have a little bit of privacy for my family. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, I always joke and I, I say, have you ever heard what's personal is universal? So something that is personal for me, something that I'm going through on my quest to get organized or be a decent mom who's raising socially appropriate, well-adjusted children, you know, feeding them, clothing them, getting them off to school and reminding them to say their prayers while they're doing it. It's a lot of responsibility and I am not the only person who's doing that. And so I think it's a universal thing. I'll go on and I'll talk about getting organized and I'll be like, OP, I like, I just said this the other day. I was trying to talk about snack and lunch prep for going back to school and how we, you know, prep. We have an episode that uh, we talk about prepping your snacks and lunches on a Sunday for the whole week and doing that in like 15 minutes. And then it's just really easy, you know, when you just bag them up after the kids get home from school and then it's ready and waiting in the fridge for the next morning when they go off to school, right? So it's like, we've got it down to a well-oiled machine. So I I thought I need to share this on an episode. And, um, And one of the things that I was saying is that it's important when you're doing that to have a conversation about your kids with how much are you going to eat? Make sure you're packing the amount that they're going to eat. So it's not getting wasted and also won't waste your money when you're, pa- you know, and you want to talk to the kids about like, Hey, if this is a food that you want, let me know. And I'll pack mm-hmm. that this week. If you're kind of over this, you know, if you're just like, can't look at another peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then tell <laughs> me and we'll switch to turkey and cheese, you know, what, whatever, whatever. Right. So as I'm saying this on the episode and I'm recording this, I hear my son and they know they're pretty good about this when they know mom's recording a podcast episode. They're very quiet. Like you saw today, my husband helped me get set up on this and then he took the kids out to go swimming. So it'd be quiet. And so they know to be quiet when mom's recording the episode, but they'll be downstairs doing an activity. As I was doing the thing, he's six and I hear him yell, mom, come quick. The toilet's overflowing. And I thought, oh gosh. And I'm halfway through the podcast episode. So I hustle, recording it. So I hustle downstairs, you know, with the plunger, I'm ready. And I'm like, what am I looking at? You know, like you have an idea of the toilet's overflowing, what you're going to see when you get there. This child did not want to interrupt me. And so he decided he was going to get one of those little containers of mac and cheese and was going to pour in water, heat it in the microwave. He's never used our microwave in his life. It's so, it's like high up in our kitchen anyway, can't even reach it. Climbs up on the counter, puts this mac and cheese in, doesn't know how to work a microwave, is still learning to read. And so he abandons it because the whole idea was he didn't want to bother mom, but he was hungry. So he wanted to make himself a snack. I guess I just made the mac and cheese a little too available to him in the pantry. And so... what you get for trying to teach your kids to be independent. Sometimes it bites you. 
So he got so frustrated that he couldn't get it to look like real mac and cheese. So it's still the hard, firm, you know, it's not like cooked. And he takes it and he tries to dispose of the evidence and dump it down the toilet and flush it. And it is a disaster. So the reason I tell you these things is because when I say what's personal is universal, I swear to you, those are the things when people see me in person and they've listened to my podcast episode. Yeah. They might be like, Hey, I finally purged the kids, you know, stuff and we gave them as hand-me-downs or I finally put labels on things in my pantry and it looks so pretty and I just open the doors and stand there and bask in the glory of what I've accomplished. You know, I do get those, but most of the time it's this hilarious mom stories that I tell. (laughs) So you better believe I walked right back to that episode and I was like, okay, I wasn't planning on sharing this. But as we're talking about snack and lunch prep and not wasting food, let me tell you what just went down, downstairs with our microwave in our bathroom. I mean, hysterical. And you like, you can't even get mad at him. The kid was just trying to not interrupt mom and to be self-sufficient. I died. Yeah, but the bin and then you put some stuff on top of it, but not the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> not I was like, sweetheart. I said, sweetheart, what motivated you to put what it in the toilet? <laughs> and he said, I don't know. I just, and I was like, were you going to throw the container in the toilet and flush it down too? And he was like, no, I was going to put that in the trash. I was like, why did the noodles why and did the powdered the cheese yeah. not go in yeah. the trash? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't anything more serious <sighs> exactly. or more expensive to fix. Exactly. Exactly. We have actually had a 200 and something dollar bill from when Duke decided he was going to flush a pencil down the toilet because he was just curious to see if it would go. So it got stuck in our pipe. So oh we had to get somebody out. God. I'm like, for heaven's sake, going on? <laughs> we're going to post a photo of things that are allowed to go down the toilet. Anything other than that, don't put it down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Tissue paper. That's it. Tissue paper. That is it. That is That's it. all you get. Just a roll of toilet paper is the only thing that we're going to post in that photo to go down the toilet. Ridiculous. But these are the stories. And I honestly, I think that's what I think has people continuing to come yeah. back to listen because they identify with that. And it, and maybe their kid didn't try. I pray for you all that your child doesn't try to put mac and cheese down the toilet, but maybe it did remind you of something else that your kid did that was ridiculous. And you're just like, oh yeah, I've been in that boat. And if not, like the mums that have younger kids uh-huh. than you, they can be prepared for these things that might come their way. <laughs> exactly. They'll start to put the mac and cheese up higher yeah, in their pantry. Up higher. Because yeah. they'll know. Because no, Paige said. Exactly. No, that's not going to happen in this house. I'm just going to hide it. No, I absolutely <laughs> love it. I can talk to you for ages and ages, but before we wrap up, is there anything that you wish you'd known before starting out? Hmm. That's such a good question. You know, sometimes ignorance is bliss. Mm. I think sometimes the not knowing and just leaning into what you feel your heart is being pulled to do will almost benefit you more. And just knowing that you're going to figure it out as you go. Gosh, normally I would say yes in so many situations, but I think... I mean, maybe just in like a brass tacks way, maybe um, feeling a little bit more prepared for like how to write my show notes. I think I probably could have done better research for those earlier episodes and have learned, oh, I need to plug in some helpful links where they can get something free 
And that would get them into my sort of email funnel where it would just like start to roll out like extra emails for support if they needed more stuff. I think I probably would have started because I do that now a lot. I'll put in if I mention one of my online courses, for example, if I mention that in an episode, I make sure to drop that link in the show notes. And in those early days, I I don't think I did that as well. I think I probably put in like my website is everythingwithstyle.com. I'm on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. But other than that, I didn't do that. And even now I know, okay, if I've got the YouTube channel coming up, I'm going to make sure I'm also going to pop a link in, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, and just make sure. Yeah. So if they want to see sort of the video version of me talking about these things and also have some before and after reference photos and videos to see, then yeah, I think, you know, I might pop a link in there for that. So I think that would be just like a very basic thing that I maybe would have known. I think what you were saying about you can figure it out as you go. So that's what you did. You figured out what you needed to put in your show notes. And I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of, I don't know who said it, but done is better than perfect. Yes. I think if people knew every single thing they need to do for the podcast, they just wouldn't get started. I know personally, if I wasn't a podcast manager and I just decided randomly to start a podcast and then I went down the Google rabbit hole that I did, we would not be talking today because there's so many moving pieces. And even though this is currently, as of this week, we are on episode 16, so we're still, you know, growing brand new. But when I listen back to episode one, I'm like, yeah, I can already see... The growth, especially like Absolutely. in speaking to people, speaking to my guests like yourself, like I feel that confidence within myself and I feel like that comes through in the actual interviews. So it's just, it's all steps as we're both big fans of. It's just small steps. And then I don't know if these big podcasters think that they have got it all figured out because there's so many different stages of podcasting, right? So I don't know if any one person would say, Yeah, I've got this 110% because it's always about growing. Yes. No, I'm definitely still learning and growing. And that's why I said, you know, I'm about to be 79 episodes in and it's going to be in the 80s when this episode airs for you. And I am still listening to all of your podcast episodes that are talking about getting your podcast off the ground because there may have been things that I missed that I could hear you say or that make more sense that then make me think, oh, Mm. I don't have that. I didn't do that. I should implement that. And then Mm. you make it better. I actually even shared because I have a friend who's starting a podcast and I shared your podcast with her. I was like, you have got to listen to this girl. She breaks it down so simply. It's so great. You're going to love her. She's a lovely accent. Uh, I love that. I love (laughs) listening to you. Americans love my accent. (laughs) It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Mine is cringy. That's something I had to get over. I had to get over the way that I sound because, oh my, it is a specific. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much, Paige, for joining me today. I would love it if you could tell our listeners about your masterclass and of course, where people can find you on social media. Yes, absolutely. So uh, yes, free masterclass. If you go over to everythingwithstyle.com, that is where the things live. That's the good jumping off point. So you'll find my Instagram is at everything with style mom. If you go under my services tab on that website, there are online courses and that's where you'll find lots of freebies. So I have my free masterclass. That masterclass really does talk about uh, a lot about what my podcast says, the three E's philosophy. It talks about 
why organization has been so helpful in my life and sort of the background story because I had very high anxiety and that was a way of me to sort of just help feel like I had more control over my (laughs) current situation. And that gave me a lot of peace and less anxiety. And so I talk about that in my free masterclass. And then I talk about breaking things down to three simple steps. So, uh, so that's there. And then obviously links to the podcast, the mom's organization motivation podcast are there. And that's on just about every platform you could search. You can even ask Alexa to play it for you. Um, in a non creepy way, I'd love for you to slide into my DMS and ask me questions and I'll answer them all day long. Uh, that would be great. I get fired up about organization. I get fired up about mom life. So just bring it any questions you have. And I also have, I was asked, interviewed about this on a recent podcast too, where somebody was asking me, do you do this for businesses? Is it only people's Mm. houses? I definitely do. I go speak, um, at, at companies where they can get organized in their business, uh, and three simple steps and how to do that as well. And, you know, whether it's file system or just making sure you have a welcoming environment when clients, customers come into your space, organizing physically that space, you know? And so, um, yeah, I just, I think whatever you need in your life at the moment to be more organized, that's what you're going to find at everything with style and, and on the podcast too. Yeah. Paige has got you covered. Try to. This has been fantastic. And I can just talk to you for ages. And I think I would love to have you back when you're a bit further along in your YouTube journey to have a bit of a chat of how that's going, because I know, you know, video podcasting is on the rise. Video is a thing. It's 2021. It's definitely growing. Yeah. I would love that. Honestly, I don't know how it's going to go. I think I've put a ton of pressure on myself actually for it to do well because the podcast was so successful. So I'm nervous about it and anxious, but I know that I've got people behind me who know so much more about it than I do. So uh, it should be interesting. No, I think it'll do great. Thank you. So I will continue to follow your journey and I'll make sure that all your information, all the details are linked in the show notes so that people know where to head over to listen, to watch, to stalk. Right? All of it. <laughs> to DM all the things. I'm here for it all. Let's do Paige it. Paige is your girl. <laughs> she is there. Fantastic. Well, it has been absolutely amazing speaking with you. Thank you again for sharing your podcasting journey for explaining to me all about professional organization. I love the three E's philosophy, essentials, enhancements, and extras. This is why I love podcasting. This is why I love interviewing because for every interview, I take away so much information that I can implement in my own life. But I absolutely love this and I have no doubt that our listeners will take away so much from this conversation. So thank you so much and we will definitely stay in touch. Thank you, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.